Hey Curious Conneries, Dylan here. We just want to give you a heads up that the following program contains conversation relating to topics that may or may not include physical and sexual assault and self-harm and mistreatment of different cultures. We are in no way condoning these things. But given that Sean Connery has acted in films going back many years, they've tended to come up. To spin a phrase from Disney, many of these films include negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures that were certainly wrong then and are definitely wrong now. But rather than not discuss this content, we'd like to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and create conversation for a richer future. Stay curious, folks. And now, on to our show. Okay, cool. Inter- interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's what you get for uh, I'm in Japan and Dylan is in uh, Switzerland. 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 Not Switzerland. Switzerland. Sh- oh yeah, it's a. It's they a make Swiss- switchers here. They make sw- that's, that's where the switch was invented. It was in Switzerland. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> Fucking pasta. Fucking pasta. <laughs> Dylan Titus. Mario Lima. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Connery Curious. That may have been the smoothest we've ever started off. That's, and you... And you <laughs> what do you say we get down to... The nitty gritty? What do you say we get down to Connery Curious? The podcast so, <laughs> in which... we should, Let's do the intro one word at a time. The... Podcast. In... Which... We... Go... Over... A list of movies that Sir Ian (laughs) McKellen didn't star Wars (laughs) because... They were purple and purple. Are you having a stroke, Dylan? No. <laughs> Is that no. your next word? <laughs> yes, that's my next word. Is that you're having a stroke, Dylan. Ah. <laughs> uh. uh. All Anyways, right, well, th- welcome to Connery Curious. The the let's see if we can actually do that. The the podcast the 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 the, the, I, <laughs> uh, the sir the <laughs> we're doing one of them podcast radio shows. All right, the podcast where Dylan and Mario go over. The filmography of legendary thespian Sir Sean Penn.
I'm kidding, it's so Connery. Close. I'm kidding, it's Sean Connery, of And course. we do that one film at a time. One film at a time, and what, what? which film number is this? How many films have we done so far? Mario, this is film number 36. Good number, good number. Which means, I think, if you take out the documentaries, we're halfway through. Just about. That wheel is getting... Um, Smaller and smaller. Yeah, it's less to scroll when you hit the little list on the side. It's like less. It's less turns of the wheel, mouse, mouse wheel. Yeah, we we've passed the point of no return, Doctor No yeah. Return. Yeah, we literally can't stop this podcast because we have to finish. It's like we're exactly. we're in we're in, we're in the we're in the weeds. We're we are we are already we we are in the building. We already forgot the logbook, and we need to go back inside and grab that logbook. Ooh, are you know, we doing a sketch here? Are we doing one of our patented, long-forgotten Connery Curious sketches? We should. We need to go back and get that logbook of all. That's that should be our next thing, where we need to sneak into a building to steal a logbook of all the movies we need to cover. Oh, okay. And um, and what's uh, and a couple of vials of jizz. Jizz, but there, <laughs> but it's not really jizz. It's apple juice. It's well, it's oh yeah. I mean, or, it's my jizz, so it's, like, useless. It's, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're mean to tell me we we had to tie up that one bodyguard to get useless jizz? you got to be kidding me. <laughs> That's, come on. I got the key card and everything. The getaway uh, car was, was prepared. But anyways, guys, we're... I we're was just... ready to impregnate myself with this. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah that, that was the objective. I was trying to, trying to make clones. Trying to build a clone army. Uh, <laughs> Imagine if Obi-Wan went to the fucking... What was the planet he had to go to? The one Camino. that fucking... He had to go to Camino. El Camino. <laughs> El Camino. Uh, yo, bitch. Which, yo, bitch. <laughs> yo, Mr. Wan. Mr. Wan. Uh, Sifo Diaz, good lord Um, And that's how the clones were created Just Boba Fett's uh, Jango Fett just jerked off into a cup Yeah, a bunch of He's he's like Passed out in the fucking room Please, no more They needed 18 samples a day (laughs) He's just fucking He's just like dried out He's like that little alien from Men in Black That's in the guy's head controlling the guy He he looks like that, he's all fucked up it's like he, he can't fit in his armor anymore. He's too small. <laughs> uh, anyway. But anyways, we're talking about uh, vials of jizz. We keep him here for milking. <laughs> for, they milk him. They're milking Django Fett. Poor guy. One milk per clone. Oh, they sh- they 600,000 pl- units are ready with a million more well on the way. And Django oh. Fett's like, no, please, God, no. They should have called Book of Boa Fett uh, Jizz of Django Fett because that's what Boa Fett is. Basically. <laughs> jizz of Django Fett. Oh. Surprisingly, oh, there's no jizz in this movie. Yeah, there's no jizz. There's, there's a little I bit of I don't know sex. why I thought it would be surprising, but um, I mean, only, be, I mean, only in comparison to this I mean, there's, nonsense there's sex in this movie. There's a sexual... Uh, we see the, a- the aftermath of sex in this movie. So there's a little bit of jizz. And God the knows aftermath, happens in those prisons. The aftermath of sex in that we see that people that that it's a father and son and a father and son. Those are mm. the aftermath of sex. 
Anyways, for all this talk of vials of jazz, what movie are we covering today? Yeah, I feel that's a good segue. That's a great segue. All right, today in the filmography of Sir Sean Connery, we watched and are discussing 1989's Family Business. Finally! How long have I been asking for this movie on the wheel? I couldn't At hear least. that clap. Oh, well, you hear That's, it in post. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you've been but asking I, for it for a while. For so long, because I was just so curious, kind of curious about seeing, um, you know, uh, we'll get into it, starring Sean Connery, Dustin Hoffman, and Matthew Broderick, um, amongst others, of course, um, that we'll get into. But just so interesting to see those three together. I never thought that would be... A thing, you know, Connery is the grandfather, Dustin is the father, Matthew is the son, and at first I was kind of like, is that going to be believable? It, it, did you find it unbelievable that that was, that they were related? At first glance, yes. But as the film went on, more and more their chemistry together... Mm. And the fact that Connery says that he was married to an Italian woman that was Vito's mother. Mm. Those things, I feel like I feel like, okay, it's like I feel it's natural. Like he's Scottish, he married an Italian woman, so his son leans a little more towards the Italian side, but he married a Jewish woman, so his son kind of leans, you know, not leans, but like is just kind of this mix of everything. Yeah, it's it's never really like talked about. Like we we do have like one of my notes going into it is like you know we get the little Matthew Broderick does kind of a Connery impression, talking about his oh. grandfather, and um, that's my second note. I love his Sean Connery impression. Which yeah, I would punch in here. Is the guy hurt? <laughs> well, Grandpa says he kicked the bull's ass the length of the bar and halfway down Tenth <laughs> Avenue. When is he gonna let up? Oh Christ! So yeah, I thought that was like kind of fun so like at first i'm kind of like yeah this is gonna work and be believable but then yeah as you go on as you said the chemistry is really there and then they don't really lean on like that connery is like scottish that much but like he's he really is a guy from the bronx just like you know wheeling and dealing mm. and uh i thought that was an interesting uh character i i liked I, kind of skipping a little far ahead we'll talk about our ratings later but like i really liked connery in this movie i thought he was fun i love i like the three of them were great i love the three of them uh, that mm. was a cool story. Uh, I love a good heist, but like, man, let's I guess get into it before we get into. It, I'll like I'll get you guys know the scores and everything. So this movie dropped in uh, December fifteenth, nineteen eighty nine. Uh, we'll go to our Rotten Tomato scores here. Um, tomato Meter gave it a thirty five percent. Audience score of twenty. 8%. Dylan, do you agree with those scores? No. Higher or lower? I'm going to go higher. I I am also going to go higher. This was good. I thought this was a good film. Yeah, I liked it. Like, I, I, I was looking through, because I, I looked this up, obviously, before we started today, and I was just like, when I saw the low score, I'm like, what are people saying about this movie? Um, So a couple of uh, reviews here. I'll read them off really quick. Uh, the pleasure is watching Connery shine uh, as a roguish criminal in a storyline that never gels. Um, I feel like I disagree with that. 
Um, utterly forgettable, even with its great cast. Um, another person, a bit of a mess. Um, and there's, there's quite a few. Um, oh, Roger Ebert said all of the scenes establishing the characters and setting up the caper are joyful to watch, mostly because of the rich comic exaggerations of the Connery character. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it's a, it's not completely hated, but yeah, I guess a lot of people had some issues with it. I thought it was a fine story. I really had fun watching this. Same. Um, so, yeah, so I guess should we should we get into our trailer voice and start discussing this? Trailer voice time. Trailer voice. <clears throat> An ex-professor offers Adam one million dollars to... Get some plasma from a high-tech company's lab. Adam asks his criminal grandfather for help. Can they convince Adam's now honest dad to join? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's an okay description, I guess. The only one I have here is, um, what'd you read that off of? IMDb. Because mm, yeah, yeah, I, I had the same thing. Yeah, the ex-professor offers Adam one million to one million dollars to get some plasma from a high-tech company lab. Adam asks his criminal grandpa for help. Can they convince Adam's now honest dad to join? That's kind of fun. Sorry. One hundred billion dollars, gentlemen. Because it is kind of around that where it's like you know the dad's like you know. I don't want my son involved in this shit, you know. There's there's a high, is a, a lot of you know, runs in the family of being a criminal, obviously. So I thought that was like interesting. What did you think of the dynamic of um, Connery and Hoffman's characters, Jesse V in Vito, who were only seven years apart in real life? Yeah, right. Like although Dustin looks great in this movie, I think Dustin Hoffman looks like a million bucks. Um, yeah, what did you think of that like uh, father-son relationship? I really liked both of the father-son relationships in this film, mm. as well as the grandfather-grandson relationship. Oh, yeah. There's some strong stuff in this film. I, uh, I think we, sh- we should go bit by bit, as we normally do. Yeah, let's do it. Our, there's, our, there's a lot here. Not, yeah, it's not a, I have, not a very l- long film, but... N- uh, almost two hours. Yeah, like, yeah, hour fifty. I the the wiki is broken up into a lot of small paragraphs, and I feel like that might help me organize my thoughts a little bit. There we go. Yeah. So, um, Jesse McMullen is a Scottish American widower who emigrated with his Sicilian wife to New York in 1946. A lovable rogue, incorrigible womanizer, and tough guy, Jesse is proud of his criminal past and lifestyle. He raised his son Vito to follow in his footsteps, but Vito went straight at 21 when his son Adam was born. Vito now runs a thriving wholesale 12th Avenue meatpacking warehouse and has left his criminal life behind. Ashamed of his family's past, Vito married a, his middle-class class Jewish middle class. sweetheart. Oh, sorry. I got something in my glasses. It's very <laughs> distracting as I'm trying to read. Um Okay, let's try that again. Ashamed of his family's past, Vito married his middle-class Jewish sweetheart and has tried to set a good example for their son, which, in his mind, means keeping Adam away from his criminally-minded yet charming grandfather. Little does Vito understand that this strategy has backfired. 
the mystery surrounding Jesse, coupled with his strict educational upbringing, causing Adam to idolize his grandfather. Adam even puts up bail, borrowing it from Vito one night after Jesse is charged with assault from a bar tavern fight. Um, I'll do this third paragraph, and then we'll take it from there. Adam is in college with a scientific scholarship and has a bright future. However, six months before graduating, he drops out, complaining to Jesse that he was already being put on a pension plan and that they had my whole future mapped out. So when he unveils a scheme for a grand burglary, it impresses his grandfather, but Vito is surprised and bitterly disappointed. He warns his son not to pursue this and even slaps his face in a bar to drive home the point. This pushes Adam even closer to his grandfather, who can't wait to take a shot at a million-dollar payday. Okay, let's take it from there. Okay. Let's um, see. My first note is, what is with this opening shot? Did the opening shot... It's beautiful. I mean, it's not really... Like, it's, imp- it's a nice 360, kind of. Just, are you talking about, like, the cityscape? Yeah. Kind of stuff. But it's confusing. Um, yeah, I just think it's just more of, like, just establish, you know, your location, just, like, oldish New York. Mm. Um, I was kind of into it. And then later, we f- that last shot for it for we its find way, out what it is. Yeah, I was I was confused. I don't like the opening shot. It doesn't make me like the opening shot anymore, but it, it adds some resolution to what that pile yeah. of dust that it settles on, like white sand. I just thought, it, at first, I, I thought, thought it was, it was cocaine. I thought, not, I thought it was, yeah, that was, that was like snow. I'm like, are they establishing it's, this is during the winter or something like that? Um, but yeah, very interesting, um, which <clears throat> we talk about it now. Do we just say what it is? Yeah, let's go ahead. Uh, it's, it's Connery's ashes. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> um, Spoilers, we get another Connery death in this movie. Connery death, a very, very heart-wrenching one for me, man. I got pretty teary-eyed. Is this the first one where we get a funeral, though? <laughs> That'd be count um uh last film. Uh you only live twice. He has a funeral on uh That's on a boat. true. Look at that. So, Look at that. There's our there is our connections. connections. Yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like he had a funeral. I'm trying to think. How many movies has he died in? Um Good Man in Africa. Yeah. Let's go through our list of ones we've watched here. Um uh Hmm. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Molly Maguire's? Does he die in Molly Maguire's? He's sentenced to hang, so he doesn't get a funeral. Yeah, we just get a cut of him at the... He's in the jail cell later on with... Um, Robin and Marion, he dies. Yep, no funeral. Does he die in The Next Man? No. Yeah, he is. He's assassinated at the end. In the car. Right. But yeah, um, but no, yeah, but no funeral. Does he die in Outland? No. Right? No. He's a hero in that movie. Yeah. Um, he dies at the end of Edinburgh. <laughs> Edinburgh, excuse me. <laughs> he walks into that house and just... No, it, his, his pride yeah. dies because he's like, get the fuck out of my neighborhood. <laughs> he dies in Sword of the Valiant. I want there to be... A, I was thinking about that clip the other day because you ever watched was like really obnoxious like YouTube shorts and like TikToks of like the guy running up to like a celebrity, like, what do you do for a living? 
and they had like like uh, I saw one with Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, and he's like, "Get that fucking camera out of my face!" And I was thinking of like someone stopping Connery, and it's that clip of him like just shutting the door. Oh my god! <laughs> what do you do for a living? Shuts the door. Uh, so, Good Man in Africa and First Night. Dragonheart. Yeah. Oh, First Night. There's a uh, funeral. Yeah. The, the arrows and they they, they shit. That's kind of yeah. Dragonheart, The Avengers. That's where we're at. Yeah. So yeah. So a couple funerals have happened. Anyway, but this this one that funeral hit me, man. Yeah, this was a good one. There's two funerals in this movie. Yeah, two of them. Uh, what else you got? Uh, so okay, so my first kind of notes here. Uh, a couple of so I, lo- I love Roderick's uh, Connery impression. Oh, so fun. good. Um, I put a note: twenty four dollars for a cab, not bad <laughs> for today's standards, man. Uh, it's like twenty four dollars to get to Manhattan. Well, yeah, obviously the, the the dollar was a little different back then. Um, then I had um, so for on under on my playthrough. I had my first Connery sighting at 10.22, entering the courtroom. 10.21, so me Ooh. at the halfway point. Perfect. 10.21.5 or whatever. Um, and, yeah, and after that, it kind of skips around later to, like, I, I love the way he pronounces pasta. Fucking pasta. 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 I have a note on that courtroom scene where we first see him. The lawyer lights a cigarette and then like takes a drag, I think, and immediately puts it out. That always pisses me off. That happened in Bullet Train, a recent movie. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, uh, he's a dude from. He played Quicksilver. Oh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. In the scene, he comes up the train at one point to meet up with these like dealers. And he lights a cigarette, immediately starts walking towards the person, takes one drag, and throws it away. What the fuck's the point? Why did you bother? Like, and he gets back on the train. Because it's cool. Because he looks cool. Yeah, it was a really cool shot. It was slow motion, some kind of like rock music was playing, and he kind of just lighting the cigarette. He turns around and starts walking towards the camera. So I'm like, yeah, it looked cool, but like this goofy that he immediately flicks it away. I'm like, oh, that's a waste. So I guess it's a, it's a movie thing, I guess. It's the, mm-hmm. a movie thing. Movie trope. If only he flicked it into a trail of gasoline, <laughs> you know, leading to a tank or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have been way cooler. Uh, but yeah, so what else you got for that? Do you have anything else for the courtroom scene? I don't. Um is there uh, a different? Is there a different judge in that courtroom scene? Yes, there's a, there's a judge in the first one, and there's a different judge in the second scene. Yeah, because I had because I so, had my. Go you got a note on that judge? Uh, for the second judge, yeah, yeah, I, me I too. Said, uh, judge Strickland. Yep, that's, that's me. I made the same <laughs> note, Judge Strickland. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh man, like, I, I heard his voice. I'm like, that sounds like Mr. Strickland. And there you're he a is. slacker, McMullen. Yeah, you're, yeah. I want him to say that so bad. <laughs> I can't deal with slackers. I you're want, a slacker. I want, your son's a slacker, and your grandson's a slacker. I, I wanted uh, alternate eighty-five Strickland with the bulletproof vest and the pajamas, and he shoot the shotgun. Uh, that's my favorite Strickland. Uh, uh, so yeah, that was that was a fun little uh, connection. Um, I I like. So I'm uh, I I did a note that Broderick looks absolutely exhausted from spending all night with Jesse. Like just hanging out at like bars and and 
you know, hot oh, they dog were, places. Oh, they, and, were, they were partying, man. That was a yeah. great New York night, man. There was, like, out drinking, uh, yeah, getting getting their pasta or whatever, getting their dogs, hanging out. That was mm, crazy. You can go for pasta right now. Mm. I can go but, for a hot dog. Mm. But, yeah, he, he looks absolutely exhausted, and it's it's good. I like it. Anyway, it's, it's not a, really a note on the story or anything. Um yeah, I don't really have many many notes. I was kind of just yeah. enjoying this movie. Let's, Me too, but I did uh, have a lot. I I had actually have quite a few. My mine is more like um, quotes and like just observations. Um, I like that little um, uh, when I go to the bar, uh, all three of them, and they're kind of going over the deal. The and only that's time when, they have a drink together. Yeah, um, when they're kind of going through that deal, uh, I did like the little. You can call it a Goldfinger reference, but like when uh, the waitress comes upstairs, that like is like I guess seeing. Yeah, like he, she comes back later. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, can I get you something to eat or something like that?" I forgot what it was. Let me get you something. Oh, let me buy you another drink. I'm about to go on shift. Let me, uh, let me buy you a drink. It's like, no, we're all set. And, and she, she says, goes, "Man talk, man talk, huh?" And I'm like, "I'm like, oh, that's, a, that's a little throwaway line for me." Um, and also, I, I, I just, he does everything but smack her on the butt as she leaves. Yeah. So, very, yeah, very, very nice Connery in this movie. He's not, they say he's like a womanizer type character, but he's, he's a nice guy in this movie. We're very made young. to like him, but I can imagine he is a scumbag. Though it's oh, funny yeah. that I think it's funny that the chief of police is pretty cool with him. Oh yeah, they're like, yeah, well, he's walking around in the prisons like that's a fucking mess in here, man. What's going on? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's and like, the chief is like, yeah, don't I know it? Yeah, right. So he like so it shows that he's like, you know, it's like all like minor things, he's getting to bar fights and all that shit. Like, so he's not like a fucking like murderer. Um, no, he's 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 a fucking bad not, guy. He doesn't he's, hurt people. Yeah, he, like just, he he gets into bar fights, but he doesn't hurt people that don't deserve it. Yeah, it's, he, he it's says that like, he's like he's like you know. What's that quote? He says, um, "He's like, oh, it's like Grandpa. Did he did he uh, land the first punch or whatever?" And he's like, uh, "When do I ever let them land the first punch?" Mm. But know? by the same token, when they do the robbery, he makes a threat that he's like, "When I come back, I'm drawing a line in chalk, and when I get back, if any part of you is outside of this line of chalk, it's going to be shot off." You understand? Yeah. Yeah. And then he never goes back to that room because he's like. Best to make him think we're still here. Yeah. He has no intention of hurting that guy. Yeah, he's threatening like, him, and that's a great... Yeah, going to traumatize uh, him for a little bit. Oh, make, yeah. Make his pants soaked. Um, but, you know, he's not. he doesn't have any intention of actually hurting him. Would you ever want to be a security guard? No. It would depend on what it is. It's like if it was a night at the museum type situation, like Ben Stiller night at the museum, I'd be like, I, I'd hang out in a museum at night. You don't know what kind of creepy. Disney villains are going to come in then. Yeah, like what if the, what if the T Rex comes to life, man? I wouldn't want mm. to deal with that. Or the mummy, yeah. Or the mummy, You're fucked. <sighs> yeah, but like, yeah, I wouldn't want to like take care of like a bank or something because like, because like, you know, I don't know, I don't know. It'd be interesting. But like that, that poor guy, he's just like sitting there watching a football game. I was like. We can skip it around. That heist was very exciting. Mm, I agree. Just like them, like because like it's just funny because like I was like a little stressed out because whenever like you know saying like oh he's, he's they they come in they come all, come back all three of them because like um uh I remember their names Vito goes in to check it out first he's like all right it's one gardener everybody come in and they jump in and the guard's gone 
and uh, they're like, he's finding the bathroom. And you see the bathroom keys hanging up mm. behind them. So, like, I'm like, he's got to be somewhere else. So I was, like, I was, like, immediately stressed out. But maybe he had another pair of keys. But then when he comes in and the music that was hits. legitimately surprising. Yeah, I was like, whoa. I was like, holy shit. Oh, shit, he's right here. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and they, they take him out right away. And um, crazy. Uh, I, have, yeah, I have a couple of notes about that. We'll, we'll jump around for fun. Um, so, yeah, the heist was uh, super exciting. Uh, I love them trying to uh, put the masks on each other. Yes, I, I love that scene, the gloves and the mask. Yeah, like, oh, he didn't bring scene. any gloves. Just, he's like, he's like, just, just that, like, six-second pause where Dustin Hoffman is just looking at him in disappointment and just, disbelief. Like, <laughs> just a dad thing. You didn't thing. think to fucking bring gloves? <laughs> it's like, come on, kid. And then he gives him a glove. You um, were breaking into a genetics lab, and you didn't think about leaving your DNA behind? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you're putting in key cards and all these uh, codes. I'm like, come on. I, yeah, just so... I was so stressed out when he had to go back in. I'm like, something's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. And sure enough, he forgets to put the code in one of the doors. One door. And triggers the fucking alarm. I was like, so stressed out, man. I was like, come on. Why why did he rush back? There was literally no need. He could have waltzed back. He's taking his time. And then, okay, all right. Should we just get more into the plot so we can cover that? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I mean, I'll just try and wipe out as much as I can here. Unless you want, you got any more notes you want to well, cover on this? Yeah, section? let me yeah, let me cover some notes first. Go ahead. Kind of because there is some stuff that I'm kind of like we can kind of glaze over. Um, I like that we see uh, Louise Guzman in this movie. Yes, uh, that yeah. Let's talk about that scene. Yeah, so I, I, I so I enjoyed that. I guess I enjoy it. Maybe enjoy is the wrong word, um, but it's interesting. Like Vito was an interesting character mm. um, because you know, as it says in the in the wiki plot. Uh, at you know, at 21 years old, he's like, I'm out. I'm like not doing criminal stuff. I'm gonna be. I'm a, gonna an raise honest... my family. Yeah. <laughs> I'm my work, boy, I'm my boy, Sonny. I'm gonna work in a my meat boy Fredo. plant. My boy Michael. My daughter Connie. So he's an honest guy working in a meat packing plant, and then, but you see that the elements of the tough guy are still there where he mm. beats the shit out of him for like stealing that was product kind of terrifying yeah when he be- hits him like, uh, clearly louise hit like a ketchup packet or something yeah um but like just out of nowhere like this shows that like Vito can fucking throw down he still has that like street tough attitude that can like hit at a second mm. so it's like because like the whole thing is like we're trying to see if Vito is going to get involved in this. He's like, no, I don't do that shit anymore. But he still has that mentality of being a tough street guy. Mm. Uh, so I thought that was really fascinating to see that. So he still has those uh, mods. And even him and Connery kind of get into it a couple times. Like, where, like, he punches know. him. Yeah. He punches Connery. And yeah. I, I do like after that scene, the or during that. Yeah. During that scene, his secretary goes like, you were a lot calmer when we used to fuck. <laughs> So. Oh yeah! Like, are you are you not getting laid? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What else can I get through here? Um, I can keep going with the plot if you'd like. Uh, let's see. Oh, the f- first funeral that we see, I I want it to be my my funeral. Please drink beers and hang out at my funeral. Bring the keg in, have a party when I pass away. I I, I like the kind of um. 
because uh, they're all Irish, right? Like Irish and uh, Jewish, yeah. I guess. But like an Irish neighborhood. But like, yeah, just they're all like drinking and like you know appreciating life, which they do at um, Jesse's funeral as well. Where they're on the rooftop and they're like just having a party, man. Just having a great time. Mm. Uh, so I really appreciated that. And uh, my last note before we get to the um, the heist. Uh, I I like Connery sing Connery sings a lot in this movie. He sings twice, yeah, on his own, and then a couple of times with other people, mm. or once with other people. Yeah, like, yeah, I think he, he sings along at the just funeral. at that funeral. But yeah. yeah, he sings twice on his own, which I will punch in right here. Doesn't this beat cutting up cows on Fourteenth Street? Well, you know, we'll see. What a day this has been. What a grand mood I'm in. Why, it's almost like being in love. I want some red roses for a blue lady. Send them to the sweetest girl in town. All right, all right, all right. But I love I love him in the bathtub singing, and I just thought, how what a weird location for a tub in a hotel room, and then and you hear bubbling happening happening, and then you get closer to him uh, talking, and you see all oh, the the it's bubbling, so it's a hot tub. But I thought how hilarious if it was just him farting the whole time, and that's what's bubbling the fucking Wait, water in in the hotel room. It's a hot tub in the bedroom. Yeah. Of the hotel room. It, it Why like is sh- it not in the bathroom? It looks like a shower too, because it has the yeah. door on it. But it like, gets I'll, out onto carpet. Yeah, right next to the bed. And I'm like, that's a really bad location for a tub. So I was like, what a weird, room. gross. Like we, I kind of had that in my uh, uh, our room for my uh, the wedding. We had kind of like a nice like room and had like a big big tub. It was like a, almost like a Scarface tub. It was huge, not that big, but it was very big. And it was kind of next to the bed, but there was like a big, almost like it was almost like a breakfast nook type yeah. situation. And it was tile in front of it, so it was separated from the carpet of the bedroom area. So that yeah. works. But this is a smack dab, literally feet away from the bed, and I'm mm. like, and it's a hot. Also? And then in between there and the bed is the toilet. It's crazy. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's bubbling, so I'm like, I'm like Connor must be just farting up a storm in there or something like that. Because it's just... <laughs> what the fuck's going on over there, uh, man? Which you could totally see him doing. Oh, this, yeah. This character. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a farter for sure. Jesse McMullen. Uh, and last note for the um, uh, heist, out of gas back in an hour. That's pretty smart. Keep yeah, the car, it's very smart. Keep the car on the highway so you're you you're, you're, you shoot right out of there and you're yeah. good. Very very smart. Uh, so let me let me keep moving through this plot because uh, let's get to I the think heist. That let us bo- bo- uh, bounce around. Jesse chastises Adam's older girlfriend over lunch after hearing she's making money sitting on seven prime New York City apartments owned by terminally cancer terminally ill cancer patients via a contract contact in a cancer hospital. He lectures her that it's immoral to steal from someone legally while taking no risk, calling her a parasite. Jesse is eager to... You know what? You want to talk about that scene? Which one? The scene with Victoria Jackson. 
Uh, yeah. Actually, I did have, like, I didn't write it down, but... Uh, I gotta say, man, like, people like Victoria Jackson, even Matthew Broderick at the time, how... I would love to be in their shoes. Like, you guys are acting across Sean Connery. Just like a a legend. I wonder what that's like for them. You know, because Victoria Jackson, all I know her from mostly is, like, UHF. Yeah, yep. And SNL. Um, SNL, stuff like that. So it's like, how cool... You get to have a scene with Sean Connery. Like, that must be the coolest shit ever. And she was on the Weird Al show. Ooh, makes sense, yeah. Uh Yeah, it seems uh, she's a bit on the the, uh, interesting side. In 2023, Jackson objected to Franklin, Tennessee, holding a gay pride parade. Uh, oh boy you good <laughs> uh hold on oh boy she's like supporting uh and she's anti-abortion she's like rape babies are a good thing oh boy oh. She believed Obama to be a communist, an Islamic jihadist, member of the Muslim Brotherhood, and that Obama's support for legal abortion and same-sex marriage showed he was not a Christian. She criticized Glee for showing a kiss between two male actors, citing the Bible. Uh, When accused of homophobia, Jackson countered that the label was merely a cute liberal buzzword and suggested that Glee should be replaced with a show promoting celibacy. Oh, boy. Alrighty. But anyways. Well. Family business. <laughs> well. I have not seen much of her SNL stuff. I just remember her from, like, remember that, like, I Love the 80s and I Love the 90s stuff? Like those shows on VH1? Yeah. I just remember seeing her from there, and I remember her from the Weird Al stuff. Hmm. So anyway, not, not, not the biggest actors in the world, but interesting to see like Sorry, someone that like that. You know, a depressing. With... Sorry, continue. We, we can cut that out. Um, but <laughs> <No>. yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, um, but yeah, just cool to see her uh, acting along. Sean Connery must have been a really cool experience for them. Hmm. Yeah, especially for Broderick. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's was he actually, in fact, 20-something years old now, like 22, 21? He was born in 62, so he would have been 26 or 27. Oh, wow, okay. And when did he kill that person? Wait, killed somebody? In, on August 5th, 1987, while driving a rented car outside Tempo, North Ireland, Broderick crossed into the wrong lane and collided head-on with another car. The driver, Anna Gallagher, 28, and her mother, Margaret Doherty, 63, were both instantly killed. Oh, boy, I can't keep reading this. Oh, my God. Sorry, folks. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to make a marker just in case I feel that needs to get caught out. This is a dark fucking episode. It didn't have to be. I mean, yes, it did. It did. All right, let's let's dig through Dustin Hoffman's. Yeah, did he uh, kill anybody during Kramer versus Kramer? Like, let's... Yeah, he he killed the other Kramer. <laughs> The burning one's house style. Let's see if any negative things we can find about. He did. (laughs) You can hate me if you want. (laughs) Please cut that out. You want me to cut all of that out? 
yeah, like, sort through it, and then we'll we'll see what can be left. Because <laughs> we don't need to go down that road. I don't know. It's a good like we're now we're we're two sassy ladies with our true crime podcast broadcast <laughs> broadcast on old time radio. I said broadcast. Bro, broadcast. Yeah, I'm prodding you. Oh, look at our look at our cast. Anyway, or it could be broadcast with very broad shoulders. Dustin Hoffman is he innocent? But like. You know, dark, creepy music behind it. <laughs> anyway. Okay, um, where were we? Yeah, what did you think of that scene about the Victoria Jackson scene with her? Like, do you think... I don't know, what do you think of it? I, I thought it was interesting that Connery is lecturing her how one kind of criminality is okay, but the other is not. Yeah, that was interesting. Um... Because, again, it's like, you know, he's not a, like, Connery's not a vicious criminal and stuff, but it's interesting to see him, like, kind of defend and, like, talk about. It was, it was interesting. It was very interesting. Mm. It, it was a scene. Do you think that scene was necessary? No, it could have been cut out, but I think it gives a little more depth to the characters themselves. Mm, because, yeah. um, like, Connery takes a stance on it. Hoffman is kind of just, he's like, all right, well, does anyone want more meat? Like, he just kind of ignores it. And then um, I feel like Broderick is, is kind of unsure how to react. Mm. Like, who whose side should he take? Like, he respects his grandfather's opinion so much, and you can tell, like, he wants to kind of defend his girlfriend, but mm. you can see, like, the family priority takes... It takes priority to him, excuse me. So. Hmm, okay. Anyway. Okay, let's keep going. Jesse is eager to re-enlist his reformed son, Vito, into the planned heist, calling the scheme the sweetest deal of my life. The more he hears, the more tempted Vito is to give up the safe but dull life he has carved out for himself and return to the wild days of his youth robbing with Jesse. So the three generations of McMullins embark on one final great criminal adventure. The caper, with Vito begrudgingly saying yes on the premise there that he is that he is there to watch out for Adam along the way. The plan is to steal valuable scientific research from a lab. It backfires horribly when, having seemingly pulled off the heist successfully, Adam forgets to take a logbook that is vital a vital prerequisite to being paid the million dollars. Oh, excuse me. Adam dashes back into the building to retrieve it, but in his haste he sets off an alarm on his way out. Vito and Jesse can only watch helplessly from afar as Adam is captured by police. At the last minute, Adam manages to throw the logbook over the fence, which is retrieved by Jesse and Vito in the getaway car. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Just, well, it's you, funny you, you... because the next sentence is, Vito is heartbroken. <laughs> so am I. Um, yeah, man, just like, it's like you're so close the second they said, oh, we forgot the logbook, I'm like, no, something's going to happen. Something terrible is going to happen. And again, like you said, like, why not just, like, take your time and not rush? Because he, he, you could tell he's going to fumble because as soon as he gets to the top of those stairs and the stairwell and he puts the key card and he pulls the door 
And he forgets without, without to, the code. Yeah, he forgets to put the code. I'm like, I'm like, he's not focusing right now. He's yeah. gonna mess up one of these doors and he's gonna trigger the alarm or something. Yeah. Sure enough, someone should have gone with him. Yeah, like I'm like, yeah. Well, that was the thing. Yeah, freaking um, Vito wanted to go with him, but Jesse's like, like, no, we gotta stay in the car, be ready to go, and like, no, you should have somebody with him, and then. You know, it's like greater numbers, man. Like, come mm. on! But yeah, that was that was such a heartbreaking thing. But I'm like, he, I, he, I feel like could have made it to the car. Like, I know it probably would have been yes. like a little. That's one of my notes. WTF, WTF? Broderick could have made it. Yeah, he just get in the car. he makes it eighty percent of the way there, and then is like, nope, I'm gonna run back. He's close enough. What? He like I didn't realize how close he, uh, he tossed. He's so close. The, he tossed the, the book and it landed right next to the sidewalk where they had to drive forward yeah. and grab it. I'm like, if you were that close, Th- p- folks at home, pick up a notebook and throw it. See how far it actually goes. <laughs> Once that thing flaps open, it pretty much falls to the ground. You're gonna throw that thing about twenty feet, maybe, Precisely. maybe. So, so like, he could have made it. Absolutely, could have made it, but like, sure enough, the cops like, are like a mile and a half away. I like, do not understand it. Like they probably would have. Like, I think he was thinking in the moment, "Let me lay down for him, and at least my dad and grandpa will get out of it." Because then, if he got in the car, cops probably would have saw them driving off and busted all three of them. So maybe he was thinking like, yeah, because he he throws it and goes back the other way into the parking lot. I'm like, bro, he is already out of the parking lot. So I, like, I yeah, it, yeah, it was, it, that was super frustrating for me. Very frustrating. And then I'm gonna share my screen because I took a screenshot of the the sweatiest face. Uh, hold on. How can I not share it now? Um, here we go. Okay. The sweatiest, weirdest face. Yeah. It's like Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> so sweaty. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, I've got a few screenshots here I want to share. Uh, I like this. Your father's always got a few grand swag money in his pocket. Swag. He robs, he robs the tax collector, your father. Um, I okay another screenshot here when they're discussing their plans at the funeral home at the funeral at the funeral home you know what I'm talking about yes they're at a funeral home where a funeral is taking place and they're openly okay one of my notes in this movie is fucking talk quietly every conversation they have about the robbery is just as loud as I'm talking right now which apparently is incredibly loud people say I talk way too loud um, yeah, I had a, note, a mental note where, like, that bar scene when they're at the small bar first having a drink together. Um, I would have loved to have been that guy sitting at the bar all the way by himself, and he's kind of looking over. Like, he hears everything you guys are saying. <laughs> Can I join? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what do you, it's like that, uh, I think you should leave skit. What are you guys talking about over there? <laughs> Nothing. We're talking about sex or whatever. <laughs> Well, in this scene, they're talking about the fucking robbery, and look what's right behind Dustin Hoffman. 
cops. Yeah, that stressed <laughs> me out. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, uh, come on. Anyway. Um, what other screenshots have I here? Okay, yeah, there's the Connery singing in the bathtub that's there in the carpeted is. hotel room. Yeah, look at that. That's a, what a weird because obviously that's the. Hey, look, the sink is right there too. It's yeah, like yeah, and it's a shower. That's definitely a shower because it wouldn't have the sliding door. Yeah, but it has bubbles in it. You hear the bubbles the whole time, which is super huh. weird. Anyway, do you have a shot of him close up on the tub? No, I don't. Yeah, go, uh, later on, go back and watch it, and like because you, you hear the bubbles at first. I watched this with headphones. I was at my computer watching it. And um, I'm like, I'm like, do I hear bubbles? And then you close up, and he's he has he's, he's like bubbles in there, farting up a storm. That Connery. I'm going to the scene right now. I like this scene in the hardware store talking about Pee Wee, Pee Wee Grogan. Oh yeah, I like that. That was real funny. Okay, we're at the bath scene now. Uh... Oh yeah, huh? There's, it is bubbling. Bubbles. You think he's naked in that scene? <laughs> Maybe. All right. I like um, to think. I could think he is. Uh, so I like this shot. I really like this shot, and I also like just no isotopes. That's written in tape. That's really cool. I I had a no- mental note about this. This reminds me of the Spider-Man game. Uh, this looks like. <laughs> Like I feel like, uh, or like the Sp- Amazing Spider-Man Two. I feel like the Doc Ox fucking like arm should be in that thing next right. to like Vulture's wings. Like the Sinister Sticks are in this. Uh, all their equipment is in here. Yeah, I yeah, wait for like Doctor Connors to come out, like and like as the lizard and just destroying everything. Setting up the future films in the Connery cinematic universe. Hell yeah! So I love that. I think I might just make that my background. <laughs> That should be the background of the episode. Yes. Um, I really like this. When they come out of the lawyer's office, I just like the town. Like, it looks like Massachusetts, doesn't it? Yeah, that that, that could be Fall River. Yeah. During fall. Mm. I don't know. It's just very human. It doesn't look like something you see in a movie, you know? Yeah. Um. Uh, that's not where I wanted to... Okay, I wanted to... This, this is what I meant to get a screenshot of. This scene... Uh, this shot looks like it's trying to mirror, like, The Godfather Part 2. But having one of Dustin Hoffman's eyes coming through <laughs> Broderick's glasses is just too goofy. Anyway, it kind of, like, it ruins the seriousness of the shot. Like, it needed to... You needed to pull the camera over... To, to the right just a little bit more and give the cam give uh, the actors a little more space in the frame uh, and then this is my final screenshot let's catch up on a little family business there it is they said the name and that seems today that all you see <laughs> anyway sorry. and uh, that's where like the theme song of the movie cuts in um, speaking of stuff like that there's like two cuts to commercials in this movie yeah, I noticed that. Fade to black, cut to commercial. Anyway, um, all right, let's see what else we got here on the wiki. Okay, Vito is heartbroken and dreads his wife Elaine finding out what has happened. He and Jesse hire an expensive shyster lawyer for Adam's defense, but are told the only way for Adam to avoid a 15-year sentence is to give up his two mystery accomplices, accomplices and the goods taken in the heist. 
Vito's wife angrily instructs him to give himself up along with Jesse, whatever it takes to get her darling son Adam a reduced sentence. Who fucking wrote this? Vito locates the vials stolen from the lab that Jesse's lover Margie has been safekeeping, Margie instructing him to get that kid out of jail. Discovering that the scientific research they stole had been I'm sorry. Discovering that the scientific research they stole had been faked by the company to buy six more months of research time, Jesse tracks down Adam's former professor, Jimmy Chu, who had double-crossed Adam by selling him on the robbery idea, and makes Chu pay him. A crestfallen Vito, meanwhile, gives in to his wife's suggestion that he give himself, up, give himself and Jesse up. He turns over the stolen goods, whereupon Jesse is taken into custody. Uh, okay, so I have a note on that. Um, this is not our first time that we've seen Connery threaten somebody from the backseat of a car, is it? I think we had we had it in Rising Sun, like where he pops up from the backseat of a car and attacks yeah. someone. Uh, Doctor No. Yeah. I'm a very nervous passenger. Yeah. That's... But but I mean like a surprise. Oh, that's a surprise. Yeah. Doesn't he do it in Rising Sun as he's, like, clearing out the dudes at the end? I think so. Yeah, maybe. Huh. Anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> when... <laughs> um, when Vito goes to the prison to visit Adam and he finds out that Jesse has already been there the music just stops and you could basically insert a record scratch <laughs> I'm gonna punch that in <laughs> Adam McMullen you his lawyer? who's father? one visitor a day he's already had one who? Jesse McMullen. Jesse! 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 Yeah, Jesse, Mr. White. Jesse, you're in there, open the fucking door! Yes, sir. Speaking of uh, music, real quick before we get, uh, like my, I think my last kind of note before uh, in the heist, that, the music, when he, when, when, um, when he goes back in there. Oh, that's uh, tense. It's like it's tense, but it's kind of, but there's kind of like a happy, kind of score in there too. It's it's almost yes. like very reminiscent of like you know, I don't know, like just like a maybe a Bond movie or something like that. But it's like da, 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 it's right? a little too upbeat when it yeah, should be more but, tense. But then it gets tense on the way out. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. I think I yeah I want to talk about that when we talk about our score for sure. Uh, score, score, for sure, sure. Score, but score, yeah, bars. Th- during that scene, it's like it starts off with a tense motif in a minor key, but then it goes to a major, it's relative major, and you feel like, okay, we're going to get out of this, but then it goes back to the minor, and it feels like you're not going to get out of it. Yeah. That's one of the few moments of music I really liked in this movie. So. Um, can uh, I chi- throw in a little chime of music right now while I take a Connor pee? Sure. Excellent. We'll be right back. Fade to black. <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, 
Connor P. Easter egg this week. See what he does with that. All right, we're back. Yeah, we're back. You looked so smug as you were sitting there. As a, as a yes, Mr. Bond. There's your there's an Easter egg for you this week. Yeah. Yeah. What's my Easter egg? I'm not going to tell you. Oh. I love my new mini- minivan. Yeah, dude. You minivans. Let's talk about that for a minute. You have a minivan now. I have a minivan now. You're a minivan well, guy. I never thought you'd folks. be a minivan guy. You used to be a PT Cruiser guy. Now you're a minivan guy. <laughs> and then I had a Sentra. And the Sentra. That died yeah. on me. And, yeah, uh, you've... Yeah, I was not anticipating being a minivan guy either. Mr. I'm not having kids, and I made a video about it. <laughs> and now a, you're... A song and a music video about it. And now you're driving... I mean, minivans are great. I mean, like... Because, yeah. like, you know, I used to drive a pickup truck. Like, my first car was a Ford Ranger. And being a gigging musician, it was a little scary to have your equipment in the... You, you think in the bed of a truck, it's a great place to put your equipment, but it's kind of scary. Yeah. I had Unless a cover. You have the... Yeah, the cover. Yeah, yeah, I ended up getting a cover for it, so I'm like, I'm driving, you know, you, you know me, I had my giant Marshall and my my guitars and my pedal boards. So I'm like, that's gonna slide around and shit. Uh, but you know, I, I ended up getting a Rav Four, which is great. So you've seen it. It's like mm. big enough where it's like it's not too clunky. It's like a good size car, and you can fit all, a lot of shit in it. Uh, mm. Minivan, that's the way to go, man. You got you could you could fit about six people in that, those back seats, maybe yeah, six, five or Se- six. It's a seven seater. Seven seater. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, you put the little seats down, and you could put a whole studio back there, man. Oh, it's it's cozy as can be, and it drives like a car. Like it 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 feels super light. Yeah, I went, I went to the dealership and I tried this uh, 2004 Alt- Nissan Altima with 80,000 miles, and I'm like, okay, this is nice. The brakes were a little rough. Ooh, okay. But they're like, we can fix that for you. And I pull it back in, and I park next to this van, and I, I'm like. Tell me about this. Oh, that's, that's like a, that's uh, like that's like the first Transformers movie. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he's like, ah, it's uh, 2003. I'm like, how many miles? <laughs> Eighty thousand. Like, how much you want for it? Thirty-five hundred. Like, all right, let me give me the keys. Ooh. Driving it. And Ooh, as baby. soon as I got, as soon as I sat in it, I'm like, ooh, yep, you're, maybe you're a Vance and Autobot. Coming back with this, and it turns out the store doesn't keep titles on hand. So like if you you buy the car you come get it the next day. Mm, okay. This was the only title that they had on hand that day. Whoa, fate, fate, fate. So and let let, let the audience know what's the what's the nickname you gave your van? Van Holland. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. You should install like one of those musical horns, and it's just like David Lee Roth going ah. <laughs> that's the horn <laughs> uh, just the acapella running running with the devil running with oh. the devil yeah <laughs> yeah oh my lord oh that'll get people out of the way 
So good. <laughs> yeah, big congrats to Dylan Titus on a new vehicle. Let's go, baby. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Woo. I had help with it for sure, but hell yeah. You know, well, I want to thank everyone that's been giving me rides and and helping my uh, non-vehicle having self. In the meantime, so oh, welcome back to the road, brother. Thank you. Thank you for the rides that you've given me. Of course. All right, shall we get back into family business? Fa- let's get back to business. Family Van- business. Vanly business. Vanly business. Uh, so, okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> one more thing about the heist, which is really funny. Yeah, when, yeah, talk when, about when, it. Let's when, talk more about the heist. There's so much in the heist I really like. Mm, same. Um, I love, <laughs> there's a little, like, when they get the stuff and they're all running down the, the hallway like kids and you hear Connor go, hee! Yes! Yeah, they're all so happy! <laughs> you hear Connor go, hee! And they, and the, you know, the scene that reconnects father and son later in the movie is Broderick going, when was the last time, you, you, what was the happiest you've been since you were a kid? And Hoffman goes, that heist. You yeah. Know, the, the caper. So, so good, man. Um, yeah, I liked it. But yeah, so yeah, the super exciting. The heist mm-hmm. was so good. The music was great. Just like the, the humor of them, you know, getting the masks on and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and adjusting each other so that yeah, they, everyone just, can see. Just like a father-son thing. Like, I think he said something like he that. He said, that's like, why I hate putting on your snowsuit. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. He's trying to adjust his shit. <clears throat> um but yeah, super super fun. And I was stressed out too, along with the um, ma- broader going back in and running out. I was like stressed out too because he wasn't wearing his mask. So I was like, Yeah, why did they go like most of the back end of the heist with their masks up? Yeah, they took the masks off. But as and long shit. as you can see, who gives a fuck? Yeah, because because I I was fully expecting for that guard to break out, and like it turns out he called the cops. Like, that's what I was waiting for. I'm like, I'm like, there's got to be a reason for that. Like, that guard is gonna come back, but the only time he comes back is when Broderick goes back. He's like, hey, are you okay? And he lies to them. He says, oh, going to be about a half hour. So he remembered to like make sure what his grandfather said was like, make sure he thinks that we're still here. He doesn't need to know when we're leaving. And says, oh, is it okay? all right, we're gonna be here for like about a half hour more. Okay. And, like, okay. Yeah. and then he immediately leaves. Uh, so that was pretty smart. But yeah. not smart enough because you didn't fucking pay attention at the fucking doors. You triggered a damn alarm, dude. Yeah. Come I, on. I, I, but at that little moment is showing him, like, I, do, I really don't want to hurt anybody. Are you okay? Yeah. Which seems to be. Hello? Hold on one second. Okay. M- Mia is just running up the walls. <laughs> just being a shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Cats are the worst yeah. sometimes, man. Like, ah. Uh, side, side story. Run, re- she runs up the fucking door frames and just oh jumps as god. high as she can, grabs on and hangs, <laughs> and then <laughs> drops down. <laughs> so sorry. Side story. Oh yeah. So I, I watch uh, my friend. Uh, uh, it's one of Alicia's friends. Uh, the little puppy Pomeranian. She's adorable. Her name is Zoe. And um, so I like watch her and like she 
hang out for like an hour. I put her down for like a nap in her kennel and stuff. And like I go early in the morning, so I'll like put on like Star Wars Rebels and like relax and like kind of fall asleep. And one day I was taking a nap in the morning and I hear like it sounds like two grown men running like upstairs. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And I kind of wake up and I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, I'm ready to like do something. <laughs> Turns out it was like her two cats, like full grown cats, just fucking they, they hate each other. <laughs> and they're like, just, and just fucking fighting and shit. But oh they're like, God. they got big stupid paws and there's like, they sound like people walking upstairs. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. Oh, anyways. Oh, cats. Yeah, fuck. Uh, I love Mia, but fuck cats. Yeah. I love Mia. I think, Mia, I think Mia's great. the only cat I like because I can't. I don't want to. She's hypoallergenic. She is a hypoallergenic so, cat. Like, I love I love smushing her. She's just small. She, she's the best. She's the best cat. She's a great cat. I mean, she's got, she's got her behavioral issues for sure, like any cat. But um, Which is very cute. Yeah. And, like, and Nicole is very allergic to cats as well, and it works out. Yeah, so, like, right. Yeah, that's hypo, hypoallergenic. That's, that's the way to go, brother. A nebelung. That is the name for her uh, breed is a nebelung. Ooh. So. Okay. We'll post a picture of her on Connery Curious Instagram. Of course. She has her own Instagram, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Mia the Marvelous Cat. Uh, yeah, she's very marvelous. Yes. Yes. Uh, Shall I yes. continue with the the wiki? Yeah. How much must do we have? We can finish One, it off two, probably. Three, four, five. We got five bits, but like two paragraphs. You know. Yeah. I mean? Clean it off because the rest yeah. of my notes are kind of sporadic. Same. In court, a judge judge uh, uh, Strickland judge Strickland. Fi- <laughs> finds all three McMullins to be at fault, but after generously placing both Vito and Adam on probation, he throws the book at Jesse, giving him a 15-year sentence, tantamount at his age to a sentence of life imprisonment or a death sentence. Adam visits Jesse devotedly in jail while banning Vito from his life. Vito ex- Vito's explanations that he did what he did for Adam's own good fall on deaf ears. Adam calls him a piece of garbage and lambasts him for having ratted out your own father. Adam confidently says he's out from under Vito, and Jesse replies, but can you get out from under me now? I'm really not having... It's not comfortable sitting on you. Can you get out from under me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, in the wiki description here, they couldn't even bother to put that in quotes. It's just a one long run-on sentence. Anyway. Jesse dies in prison, but not before telling Adam that he spent all the money Jimmy Choo paid him to keep quiet, and he didn't share any with him because he might be going to prison and thought he had a little vigorish coming his, coming to him. Vigorish? What's... Hold on. Vigorish, an excessive rate of interest on a loan, typically one from an illegal moneylender, the percentage deducted from a gambler's winning by the organization, the, the organizers of a game. Okay. Um... Upon hearing Jesse is dying, Vito frantically attempts to see Jesse one last time, but he is minutes late to say a last <sighs> goodbye as Jesse died earlier that, that day. That was so sad. Yeah. As the body is being carted away, Vito makes an attempt sprinting despairingly down a long corridor to try and intercept the body on its way to the morgue. He falls short by seconds as the electronic doors close and Vito breaks down in tears at his lost opportunity to say goodbye. Vito and Adam eventually make their peace months later. 
Vito agrees with Adam that the most fun they have had as a family was the caper. Together they give Jesse a grand send-off, scattering his ashes from the roof of Vito's childhood, Helga's kitchen home, as Danny Boy plays. And that's it. Oh, man. Do you know who played Jimmy Choo? Jimmy Choo. B.D. Wong. Really? Yeah. Oh, let me go back A young to... B.D. Wong. It was his second film. No way. It was his first real role. His first film was Karate Kid 2, Boy on Street. Boy on Street. No way. Yeah. Good for him. Anyway. Yeah, I know. He uh, was in. Who was he in? I, I always. Sure, I, know, I, I, I know him as from Mulan. I know he's in Mulan. He's uh, in. He's the the main scientist in Jurassic Park. That's what it is. Yeah. And he's. Isn't he? Isn't he in? Forgive me if I'm wrong. Isn't he the scientist in Spider-Man Two? It's like we have a complete uh, reaction no. or whatever. It's not him. No. Forgive me. I thought it was. No, him. you're good. You're good. Yeah, um, I, 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 I picture him all the time in the lab coat, so it's definitely in Jurassic Park. But I was like, I thought it was him in that as well. Um, but yeah, excellent. Um, I'll, forgive I'll, me. I'm going. I'm just going through Sidney Lumet's. Well, while you go through that, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just read through my notes. Yeah, uh, yeah, do it. Because they're all kind of um, sporadic. Um, the Hoffman and Connery fight in the, in like the kind of waiting room in that office after mm. he gets the, the son gets arrested is very intense, where they mm. kind of raise a fist to him and shit. And then, um, yeah, that was kind of like a, that was pretty intense. Uh, that, them together, I think they work great together. Um, so the dynamic between all three of them really brought back flashes of my relationship with my father. Really? Yeah. And the relationship between Connery and Hoffman as father and son in relation to Broderick as the grandson very much reminds me of my father and his twin brother. I've said this before. My my father and, and his twin brother are very, very, very similar humans but incredibly different people like my grandfather i'm sorry my um, i'm sorry my uncle did i say grand? you know what i'm trying to say my so my father has a twin brother so my uncle ha- is has you know a comfortable living my father did not have a comfortable living they pursued much different paths in life um and you know, uh, when Connery says, your father, he robs the tax collector, you know? Like, those are things that they would say about each other, kind of. You know what I mean? Mm. Their relationship, in relationship, in relation to me, excuse me, very much reminded me of the relationship between Connery and Hoffman in relation to Broderick as the grandson. This brought a lot of vibes of my father out. Well, that's what we're seeing a lot in a lot of these movies. Connery's bringing my dad out of the shadows. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I, I had some kind of flashes to like some of my grandfather too, in there, just kind of like ball busting, but like, yeah, just like what what a great uh, like I I think the aspect of Adam really looked me up to his grandfather, mm. you know, and. You know him not being, not that my grand my grandfather was not a bad guy at all. He was a 
perfect, but like I really looked up to my grandpa. I saw him all the time, and like same. It was just like he was just so cool and so nice because some grandparents are. They like to like fucking sneaky sneaky an extra snack or whatever. Drop a, drop a twenty in your hand as you're leaving. Yeah, just always like oh yeah, always doing something to to help you out and like yeah. I thought you know Jesse's a cool grandpa. The guy, yeah, he's he's been through shit, but he's 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 like a fucking cool guy, man. He's just really cool, and uh, he respects Adam in a way that that Vito has not. Like I want, I want, I want to like the picture of Connery uh, in black and white in the family business IMDb. That's one like print and frame. Share your screen. I can't because you're hosting. Oh, I have to enable that. I think so. Um. Multiple participants can share. There it is. But yeah, this one. I want to frame this. It's my grandpa. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. I think what a cool picture of him, you know, with the fedora and the uh, hat. And, he's uh, under the fedora. The under, Michael under, Jackson podcast. Look at that. Look at the, that's a nice little. Like Paw his, Patrol, uh, the mighty movie toy garbage truck. Only 1788. That's That's a steal. Yeah, let's add it to your cart. Thank you. Click on it. I don't know about that. Click on. I don't need that shit in my life. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna, we're going to get into the rating soon. But uh, yeah. a little spoiler alert. Uh, I really like Connor in this movie a lot. Yeah, he's very good in it. Um, uh, what else do I have for notes? Um, okay, stop messing up her food. When when Hoffman is searching, when Vito is searching for the vials in the fridge, oh yeah, just like he's just messing up. up her food using one spatula just to stir up everything. He's like mustard, milk, pickles, all of it. Yeah, just dumping uh, it out. I would have been pissed off, dude. The fact yeah. that you you busted my, my the chain on my door, yeah. and then you like, hit me in the it. face. Yeah. Awkward, awkwardly kissed me on that same spot you hit me. <laughs> Make her feel better. Dustin Hoffman's kisses uh, heal. Um, <laughs> one little funny... Uh, it's like Indiana Jones yeah. and Karen Allen. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I put a little bit into my notes here. Uh, Do it. I, li- I like when he's talking to... Um, it's... Uh, I'm forgetting his name, Adam. Adam and uh, Jesse are talking. Adam's behind bars. It's when he's visiting uh, him in prison. And I like the interaction of, like, you know, you're a McMullen when he has the plan of, like, just use the money to bail me out. Yeah. And we'll be each get, like, 300 grand. He's like, oh, yes, you're, you're the McMullen, you know. Uh, but in my head, when he asks uh, uh, Jesse, he's like, do you still the plastids? And he goes, yes, on ice. And the logbooks, I want him to say, yes, also on ice. <laughs> like, just, he pulls the, the books out, and they're just, just they're soaking frozen. wet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's solid ice. And the water did. has has made all the ink. Just it's just it's Each page is just blue. <laughs> Either that or it's frozen, and he drops it, and it's, it breaks. It shatters. We have to put the book back together now. God damn it. Uh, uh, and thus, a new scientific formula was discovered. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, yeah, let me go through the last notes I have, and then we can finish off your notes here. Mm. Uh, Judge Strickland, we already covered that. Yeah. Um, uh, my first, my first and only scene that I want to cut with another movie, uh, when he's in the uh, prisoner van, 
Uh, I want to cut that with Dark Knight when Bruce Wayne's in the uh, Lamborghini and he cuts yes. in front of traffic. Like it looked like the same like street because it was like like I wonder if they shot that in Chicago because like is that like, I mean there are some, I guess it's New York too they have those subways uh, above ground there the bridges there but like, yeah it looked just like that so I want to cut the Lambo driving by. Uh, I love that scene when he beats the fuck out of the guy messing with him in the van and then when they open the cop opens the door what's going on in there everyone goes he fell <laughs> that i so that's one of my notes is he fell heart oh yeah so i really good. liked that part so good beats the shit out of him dude i'm like oh man i thought that was the coolest shit ever um let's I, see I, uh in my last note uh well my real last note was the first and last shot were the ashes which we talked about at the beginning of the show I like that. Once um, once you realize what it is at the end, it makes the, like, the oh, beginning a little bit better. You're like, that's that's really deep. Uh, and so this was filmed in New York. All New York. Okay. Yeah. So good, good. More authentic. I like that. Um, last note was an observation. The Connery dies, but some of these fucking ancient old men are still alive. There's, right. that, there's that one guy that pulled the keg upstairs, and he has like this fucking long prospector beard. Like he looks like he's about to go hunt some gold. Like this fucking old guy. Like, hey, 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 we're gonna get this keg up here, and like all these ancient guys, man. Even like the end. Uh, I think it's uh, Vito's um, wife's father, the old Jewish guy. Yeah, like they go back to his house the next year, which is and great. He's still very old. He's he's he's, uh, he's struggling to get up. Yeah, he's still kicking. But Connery's character died. Like what the hell, man? Like what did they say? What what Jesse died from? Was he just like just did he catch something? Like I I think they just imply that he's just in bad health and he just, just getting very old. But yeah. he's only in his sixties. Yeah, so I was like, well how are half of these dudes still alive? And like Connery yeah. didn't make it out. Who was like the most he was running around. You saw we saw him jogging through the hallways and shit. He and all that shit. Like, man, what the hell happened, bro? Um but yeah that's that, that's my last note. Um uh I didn't think he had to do it. Or, or I, I didn't think he'd do it. Excuse me, and then fade to black, cut to commercial, when Connery is arrested. Oh yeah. Um, and my my last note is, uh, the cafe that Broderick and his mom are are uh, played by Rosanna DeSoto. Um, when they are in the cafe, chatting and he kind of gets mad at her he's like don't bring up dad's name or i'm not going to talk to you ever again like a little prick um that's the same i i i just thought it would be funny if it was the same cafe from the end of no way home (laughs) because it's kind of got the same layout yeah it does right it's during christmas yeah so he's waiting for freaking peter parker to walk in and he sees ned sitting there hanging out (laughs) oh man Uh. So yeah, I um don't have a whole lot of notes on this movie. I, yeah, I, it was like same for like I, I had a good amount. Mine were just small observations and stuff, but like I just really, um, because I'll admit there's a lot of movies that I watch for the show that I do tune out, and mm, I catch myself this was tuning one of them. out. I I didn't tune out, man. I I really I, I really was was captivated by this. I was really interested to see where the story was gonna go. And I enjoyed the characters, and uh, I uh, 
yeah, I really like this movie. I, I, I had a feeling about this movie for so long where I was like, man, I want to, I want to see what this is about. You know, how long, again, how long was I asking for this movie? Cause I was so, so curious about the dynamic of Connery Hoffman and Broderick, man. I'm like, how is this going to work? Mm. Are they going to work together? And they work together swimmingly. I thought they were fantastic. Hmm. Yeah, I tuned out a couple of times during this movie, but not anything major. Um, but it didn't take away from my enjoyment of the movie. Uh, and I don't think I tuned out during any parts that were legitimately interesting. Um, I got... Yeah, I don't even... Uh, to be honest, I, I don't even think I really tuned out. I think I just kind of... Enjoy I don't it. even know what I don't even know what I'm saying, but I know what you, I know what you're saying. Where there's films where you can tune out, like the longest day, the longest day. If you ask, if you, you ask me anything about the movie right now, I can't tell you anything. Yeah, I don't remember. Like there's some movies that like you're, obviously, you know. I mean, look at you know we talk about it all the time, um, um, sort of valiant of how mm-hmm. like that was kind of like a throwaway movie, but we can't stop talking about it. We quote that movie all the time. Yeah. Uh, so it, there's some that are very memorable and some that you forget about. And this is going to be definitely in the memorable category for me. Uh-huh. I, I really had fun with this movie. Okay. Th- I think it's less memorable for me. I think maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I never tuned out hard enough to lose the plot. But I think at no point was I entirely engaged in it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like... I enjoyed the film, which we'll get into our in our ratings. I enjoyed it, but there were like, you know, I found myself not looking at my phone, but like, just kind of watching. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not doing a good description of what I'm trying to trying to say here. So we'll just say I didn't really tune out. <laughs> I enjoyed the film. You were there. I, I was there. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite that we've seen so far. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, it's not the favorite, but it's definitely. I'm definitely happy. I got to finally see it, and uh, I think a question we always ask here is, uh, "Would you watch it again?" I absolutely would watch it again. Mm, maybe. I'd maybe watch it again. Okay, a good example here is like I was starting to tune out, and then. Hoffman beats the shit out of Luis Guzman. And oh, like, that, yeah, oh my that, God, I'm yeah, back that, in. What's going on here? Yeah, that shit woke me up too. Yeah. So there were a lot of little moments like that where I kind of just started losing it a little bit, and then they would bring me back up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, so. uh, the, yeah, like, again, the, the security guard at the heist, when he walks in, that shit woke me the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Because I, I, I watched it in kind of two parts. I started watching it. I started um, it last night and watched and finished it today. I only got 25 minutes and I had a late stream on friggin' nerds and and then I realized that I forgot to yeah I was I was ready send to, you the movie yeah <laughs> I, I forgot about it. I was I was ready to rent it um, but like yeah I uh, started it and I was like all right it's getting a little late I'll watch 25 minutes of it like it was right I I stopped right at the part when he's outside the meat factory talking uh, to Hoffman. And I was like, 25 minutes. That's a, that's a number I can remember, and I'll start then. And then this yeah, morning. I, I got half an hour into it. Hey, oh, it's about. Yeah, so about the same point. I got to the funeral home. Oh, so. yeah, no, I cut right before he. we see him 
beat the fuck out of Louise Guzman. I was like, I'm in. Let's go. I want to see Dustin Hoffman beat the shit out of people. Let's go. Not nothing against Louise Guzman, but and he did a really good job. It was interesting seeing. Yeah, I wonder Louise Guzman. Yeah, I want to. He did great. What What was Louise's first movie? Because he's that's he's Let's very see. young in that. I'm gonna look it up right Let's now. Let's see. I got I got his filmography here. Short Eyes in 1977. Ooh, 77. He was in Batteries Not Included, Crocodile Dundee 2, Family Business, Mick Bain. Is that? Oh, my God. Mick Bain. He fought one war. Now he's fighting another. This time he won't lose. Anyway. Yeah, so yeah, cool to see him uh, again. Another person. That, I mean, he didn't act with Connery, but. That's Hoffman. That's no one to uh, sniff against either, man. That's that's yeah. Hoffman, dude. Yeah, you got. If you're gonna sniff Dustin Hoffman, you gotta get up close to him. You, you gotta can't sniff, sniff him. against him. You gotta sniff yeah. him. Uh, but yeah. So is is that everything? Is that our business? I think I think we've concluded our um, uh, our initial family business. I think it's time to get onto the main family business. Yes, where yeah. we after our conversation. Connery Conversations. Connery Conversations. We uh, like to go into our official scores of the film. We score the musical score. We score if the SHs. We score the sexy rating, the film, and, of course, the man himself, Sean Connery. Uh, I think we'll start with the score of the score. Dylan, what do you think about the Let's score? Let's do that. We'll go to the score of the score. Score of the score. Uh, let me let me uh, share the screen with our audience here. Okay, okay. Um, the score of the score. I'm going to give it a four point five. Oh, okay. I was not nuts about this musical score. How about you? Uh, like I said, the uh, the only time it really hit hard for me is that Broderick scene. Um, when he's kind of running back to the lab, and it's it's it doesn't fit the scene much because it's like very happy but i enjoyed that piece of music um so for that i think i'll stick it at a five okay share the entire screen here Can I okay whoa look at those flamingos awesome. yeah my background changes all the time yeah it was a pretty boring score that felt wonky and off at a lot of a lot of the times yeah but during that heist, it it was the one time where I'm like, okay, this is a decent score. That and was then, that yeah, was the own, only memorable track for me. Yeah, Sam. All right, so move on to the SH. The SH. You want to go first? Uh, sure. Um, it was definitely there, man. Um, I meant to write down specific words he said that uh, triggered the SH for me. Um, but yeah, it's definitely there. Um. I'm willing to give it a uh, a double o seven. A seven. I'm gonna give it an eight. Ooh. Pa- pasta. Well, pasta. Uh, I don't think there's any H in. I think it's it's pasta, kind of like that. Pa- pasta. I'm I'll li- throw in a a clip into a quote right here. Those happy years for the two of you, Grandpa. Happy, <laughs> married to a Sicilian. Happiness is against the nature. She spent every waking hour cooking fucking pasta. She had me pissing olive oil. Now, you be careful. You got some of that blood. Try to encourage the Scottish genes. Hmm? Uh, yeah, it's pre- it, I thought it was pretty thick. Mm. 
All right, that gives us an average of 7.5 on the SH rating. And for our musical score, it was an average of 4.75. Excellent. All right, shall we move on to... Wait a second. Okay, sorry. Thought I was on the wrong one. Shall we move on to the sexy rating? Shexy. You want to go first? Uh, first? You go first. I'm going to give this film a 1 on the sexiness rating. I didn't think this film was sexy at all. Yeah, there's nothing sexy about it. No, it's 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 a uh, it's 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 really a family movie if you think about yeah. it. You know, even it's... like Connery naked in the bath is yeah. not sexy. Yeah, not sexy. Yeah, no, like this. Like I gave it a one for that scene where Dustin Hoffman's wife is like naked over his shoulder. Yeah, that's the only sexiness you see in that. Uh, in She's very attractive. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. And agree she's like, with yeah, you. I'd fuck, I'd fuck the checkout boy. Yeah, the... what, what would you? What a what a weird question. What what would you do for sex if I was gone? Like, what, <laughs> what kind of question is that? What would you do for sex? I mean, I get it though. He wants to make sure his wife's not gonna cheat on her. Yeah, uh, cheat on him. Excuse me. Even though he's banging his secretary. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I give it a one. Not I, super sexy. I'm gonna agree How with you. you. I'm gonna agree a with one? you. One. Yeah. All right, an average of one. Alrighty. Film or Sean rating first? Film. Always film. Film. Okay, what are you giving it? Uh I, I, I really I really like this movie, man. Like I I was uh you know, like I was always kinda like, you know, again, I was excited to see it. Something drew me to this film. Uh maybe it's the poster. I just saw the poster and just seeing those these three actors together is very interesting. But a lot of films we've covered, I'm like so cool to see Sean Connery working with these people. Uh, so I thoroughly enjoyed it. So uh, my personal score for this movie, I'm going to give it an 8. Hell yeah. I'm going to give it a 7.5. Ooh. So I'm not, not too far we're, yeah, off we're, from We're you. close. We're close. Yeah, for an average of 7.75. I liked this film a lot as well. I loved the dynamic between our three leads. All of them did great. Um I loved the heist. I loved a lot of the scenes between them all. Some of the scenes didn't work. Uh, having Danny Boy in the film twice was a little much. Um, I, th- I thought it hit. I, I, I appreciate it. It hit harder in the second funeral. Mm, I because agree. I, I agree. It, 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 it reminds me of... Um, <laughs> I was going to have a stupid comparison. Uh, but do you remember, do you remember Elf? Yeah. <laughs> And at the end, when they're like the whole plot is like they're trying to get Christmas spirit back, and that's why yeah, yeah. The, the, the 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 sleigh can't fly and shit. And when they're all singing at the end, like you better watch out, Santa Claus is coming to town and shit. And James Con is just not into it, but he finally hits and he sings along with everybody, mm. and like that's emotional. And that's that remi- it reminded me of that where like you know when he's like no towards the song and shit, like oh yeah, I heard it once before, and then he joins and sings at the end. It's emotional. You man. better watch out. <laughs> you bet. No, that's not the song. <laughs> not that one. But yeah, so um, yeah, I, th- I thought it hit. I thought it hit hard. So I I, mm. I appreciated it. In that very scene, though they should have been singing Jesse Boy because the first funeral was for a Danny. Yeah, right, <laughs> Jesse Boy. Um, right. Yeah, I, I. What did I not like to t- to like take the film from a ten to a seven point five? Um, hey, Alicia. Hey. 
What you Del- got there? Chinese. Dinner oh. yes. Oh, delicious. Um, Brown time. Uh, no, you can have the duck sauce. <laughs> uh. um, yeah, there's not much like I didn't like. I think it was just, you know, compare. you got a Sidney Lumet film mm. in Family Business, but then you compare it to these other Sidney Lumet films that we've seen in The Hill and Murder on the Orient Express, and it just doesn't hold up, mm. you know? Like, it's not that it's bad. It's just much less style and grace mm. you know um, it th- like there's no shots in this movie that are as well done as anything from Murder on the Orient Express or The Hill mm. you know granted it's not Jeffrey Unsworth but it's you know what I mean there's just yeah. it's, there's some lacking in it, yeah yeah know? I get you I get, I get where you're coming from so, but it doesn't stop me from enjoying the film. Seven point five. I may revisit it at another point in time. Hmm. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't mind doing a commentary for this when we go back and do commentaries. I think this would be interesting one to discuss. Hmm. While watching, I'm not together. opposed to that. Yeah, so eventually, to that we'll have to make a list of our of our uh, commentary uh, films we want to do. But, All right. Let's each pick three right now. Um, Top three. Sword, Sword of the Sword, Valiant. Sword of Valiant. Yeah, we both yeah. thought of that one right away. Uh, Sword of Valiant. Um, probably Man Who Would Be King. Yeah, that's a good Honestly, one. Honestly, the first three, man, maybe the first three movies we did, because the third one's First Night. Maybe the second. That. Second, yeah. That was second? All right. That was our um, second episode, yeah. Yeah, so like, maybe, yeah, maybe something wrong uh, along there. Um uh, and I, I, I wouldn't mind doing a bond with you. I think of a, mm. we have to do a bond together. So if we do, if we do a bond together, uh, Goldfinger. Oh, I would do like diamonds. Oh, diamonds. Yeah, just because it's ridiculous. True, true. I, I, I love, I love diamonds. That's like kind of a controversy between us. I, for a shoot, love diamonds are forever, and you're kind of like it's wacky. <laughs> oh, it's not great, but yeah. I do love it for. It's not great. It's it, it's it's the mo- it's the Bond movie I quote the most. All righty. Well, shall we get into our Sean rating Let's for family fi- business? Finish it off with the Connery rating. Uh, should I go first? You want to go? For- yeah, go first. All right. <clears throat> I think he's really fun in this. He's really cool. Um. Yeah, it's like nothing. Like they, like I think you said, like they, they, they kind of want to paint you to like not like him, but he's really likable. He's just like a, a lovable, lovable little scamp. You know, he's like a. Well, that that less that you don't like him, but you want so that you as the viewer understand that Vito doesn't like him, but Adam does, and there's these charming personality aspects to him. That are they're they're irresponsible, but they're charming. Yeah, like yeah, he's an asshole that beats people up at bars, but he's charming about it. Yeah, yeah. So I think for that, uh, I think he's great. I'm gonna give him an eight point five. Eight point five. Wow. I'm surprised for that, my friend. Do you know why? Are you gonna go where I think you're gonna go? What do you think? Because you you rarely give out, uh, we've given out tens, of course, but 
I'm going with a 9.5. 9.5. Okay. I thought he was excellent in this film. All right. He was great as grandpa. He's a cool grandpa. I wish he was he my grandpa. He is a good grandpa, and I really enjoyed his acting in this film. Mm. He, I, 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 he was charming. He was snappy. He was funny. He was very funny. Um, you know, just the the scenes of like I really enjoyed the hardware store scene. Me too. Discussing. <laughs> was him, um, him with a shopping cart was fun to see. <laughs> uh, Pee Wee Grogan. Hello. It's probably your cat again. That little space cadet is running up the walls. She is running up the walls. All right. Yeah, I thought he was a lot of fun in this and charming as heck, and he was clearly enjoying the role. Mm. So 9.5 from me. I thought he did excellent in this film, and he was delightful to to watch. All right. Especially the he fell in the van. Oh, so good. Yeah, oh, yeah. Beating the shit out of that guy. So good, so good. You've called me pop twice. So good. But all right, man. That's our ratings for yeah. family business, which means it's a short one this week. Yeah, yeah. It was like nice and simple. It got right to the point. We enjoyed yeah. it. I, I, go, I, we're well, going shorter than the movie this week, yeah. probably. I think because we spent like almost two hours talking about Van Halen off the mic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> we should have recorded that. <laughs> Just yeah. us thinking, I'll talk about Van Halen. Um, <laughs> Connor, by the time we introduce it as Connery Curious, it's an hour in. Oh, yeah, it would be like uh, we're, we're going deep into uh, the Van Halen world. But, yeah, man, uh, awesome talking about family business this week. But, you know, there's one more thing we got to do before we go. Oh, shit, son. We Whose turn ha- is it? I think it's your turn. Yeah, because I hit family business. Uh, so it's your turn. We're going to go over to wheelofnames.com to open up the wheel of curiosities to see what film we are rolling with next week. Uh, as uh, Dylan goes through and makes sure everything is off the list here, uh, this uh, is getting it's getting shorter and shorter. Man, I can I can read the panels better now. I remember at one point the words were so small you couldn't read them on the wheel, and now the mm. wheel is just whew, it's getting it's getting there, man. Um, Indeed, are you seeing anything I'm I'm not seeing that we've done? I think everything's off. It looks good. I think it's good. It's clean to me. Yeah, looks clean. Clean, man. Clean. Okay. So uh, shall I shuffle? Start what's, shuffling. What's this advanced? Are you sure you want to switch to advanced mode? Oh. What is the advanced mode? I don't know. Let's see, let's find out. Oh. Oh, it's weird. I Whoa, like it. Oh, I can change the color of each one. Ooh. Let's change one of them to be red. <laughs> Just one random one? Yeah. Oh, now i got to change it back to that color. It's going to drive me crazy. There we go. I got it. Okay. Honestly, we, okay. you should make um, Sir Billy a weird color. Yeah? Because it's the uh, weirdest movie. Okay, what what color are we gonna make, uh, Sir Billy? Just an obnoxious color, like lime green or something. There it is, perfect. <laughs> I like it. That's kind of, that's that's kind of our forbidden movie. <laughs> oh no, it took it out. Ah shit. Uh, uh, well, don't right. worry about it. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> so I'm gonna shuffle, and you tell me when. Okay. Start shuffling. And stop. 
All right. Oh, Mario, man. are you ready? Yeah. Oh, wait. No, hold on. We got to do... Our, what are we hoping to get? What are we oh, not hoping yeah. to get? Oh, yeah. What do I hope to get now that I got my movie? Um, I still want Hunt for Red October. October's a good one. It'd be great it's, to yeah, get it because October is upon us just about. Tomorrow. Yeah. So This episode will come out on October 1st. Man. So, yeah, if we got... Yeah. If we got Hunt for Red October, that'd be perfect. That'd be amazing. So, yeah, there. And I think I would also... You know what? I'm kind of curious, Connery curious, about Highlander. I think I want to see Highlander. Same. Same. I could go for well, Highlander. I just did... Um, so, our, I found out that your, uh, your Alexa, those speakers, you could do, like, a music quiz or movie quiz. So every once in a while, mm. me and Alicia will do that when we're bored. We're like, you know, Alexa, play movie quiz. And we did one, and I got slightly spoiled, I guess. There's, like, a... Um, to like, which of these movies featured... It was a Queen song, but I forget what song it was. And one of the choices was Highlander. So it'd be funny, I just said Highlander, and I was correct. So I'm like, huh. so I'm like Highlander must have a fucking bitchin' soundtrack. So I'm, I'm We're a, gonna hear Queen in Highlander. Yeah, so I'm excited to see Highlander. So I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say Highlander this week. Okay. Yeah, I could go for a Highlander or Hunt for Red October. What are you not hoping for? Uh, Documentary. Same documentary and a bond. We don't want bond. I think we're same. We need to take a break for bond because we don't have many left. I also I feel like we're gonna land on because we're due for like an old Connery, like not not when he is old, but like like in the fifties uh, or sixties. Like um, if it's an old one, I want like um, ag- uh, lilacs in the spring or hell drivers or something. If it's an old one, I want Darby O'Gill. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause that's like a it's like it's the only Disney movie he's been in, so I'm like, yeah. I'm very curious about that one. So, alrighty, all right. So shall we? All right, shall we get to it, Dylan? I think it's time to spin the wheel of curiosity. Ooh, ooh. Finding Forrester. Okay, so we have an old Connery. Yes. Finding Forrester. All right, that 90s? That is 2000s, I believe. 2000s. Finding Forrester, 2000. Wow, the year, two, the year 2000. Hell and his yeah. only film from that year. Yeah, because then after that's League, which is 2003. And then, we, and then Sir Billy. And then Sir Billy. <laughs> All righty. All right, man. So, Finding Forrester. Who directed that? Gus Van Sant. All right. Okay. I feel like that's... Uh, Who directed um, uh, uh, um, Good Will Hunting? Yeah. So, I feel like that's... I feel like Finding Forrester... I've never seen it. I feel like it's a respected movie. So, uh, mm. we'll find out the scores uh, from Rotten Tomatoes next week when we cover this film. Um, hell Yeah. Uh, where, where can we find this movie if the people at home want to watch along? Yeah, let, let's check. Let's check on Just Watch. JustWatch.com. Let's see. You can watch it Direct over. TV. <laughs> Direct TV. You can rent it on your Apple TV, your Amazon, your Google Play, your YouTube, Voodoo, and whatnot for a slim three ninety nine. Uh, all your or, usuals, and of course, buy it for thirteen. And of course, we always suggest checking your local library if you haven't exactly. already. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Support so your local library. 
hell yeah, man. I'm excited for this. This is going to be fun. Finding Forrester, Sean Connery will return. Uh, and as well as us. Until then, I've been Mario Lima. And I've been Dylan Titus. And as always, folks, stay curious. You've been listening to Connery Curious, a Titus Compositions and Friggeners Media podcast. Follow us on social media for updates, memes, and clips. Find us on Twitter at CuriousPod007 and on Instagram at Connery Curious. You can also visit Titus Compositions at Titus Compositions to hear other podcasts and original music, watch music videos, or even pick up a great vinyl record. For more discussion and content about your favorite films, comics, games, and network for all things nerdy, visit Friggin' Nerds Media on Twitter, at Friggin' Nerds. You can rate, review, and share the podcast in-app, which helps us grow the show and reach the other curious conneries out there. Thanks for spending time with us, and have a great day. But also, remember, stay curious. We just revert back to the original building owner. What's the difference who turns the profit? The difference is you're mucking around in other people's misery. When you rob someone legally, without risk, without sticking your neck out, that's immoral. Where'd you find this fucking parasite? Parasite? Parasite!